Hello, and welcome to This is Oro Valley, a podcast where we explore the exciting people and services that make the town of Oro Valley the vibrant community it is. I'm Mary Jacobs, town manager, and today I'm actually going to be in the hot seat answering questions alongside assistant town manager Chris Cornelison. Hi, Chris. Hi, thank you. Some of you may remember Chris. He was on a previous podcast with me talking about the OB Safe Steps program. But I'm also going to be joined by Misty Nowak, who's our communications administrator, and she is going to take over the role as the MC and the host. Misty, welcome. Thank you, Mary. It's great to be here. As Mary mentioned, my name is Misty Nowak. I'm the communications administrator for the town, and our small but mighty team has the privilege of taking care of the website and social media, publications, video, graphic design, and this new podcast. And usually the communications division is behind the scenes, but today we get to put the boss on the hot seat along with Chris Cornelison to talk about the strategic leadership plan. And we are getting ready to to uh, roll out our latest plan, and we thought it was important to talk to the community about what goes into that plan, how it impacts daily operations, and how it reflects council's vision for this community. So, Mary, tell us what is strategic planning and why is it important in local government? You know, strategic planning is the kind of thing that people hear about a lot. Businesses do strategic planning. Um, you know, it, it exists in, in pretty much every industry. But the reason why it's so important in local government is that we don't just look at what we're doing this month, this year, even next year. Our job is to look forward to what's going to happen 10 years, 20 years down the road. And while we don't plan necessarily, in some of those cases, uh, that far out, you know, that strategic thinking is critical as we look at things like what are our revenues going to be like? Um, what is our population going to be like 15 or 20 years from now? What's the infrastructure needed for, uh, for that kind of a population and those kinds of demands? How many police officers will we need in the future to serve our community? And so those decisions aren't made just, hey, let's put together next year's budget and figure out what that is, we actually look ahead several years down the road, and there are a lot of different components that come into this concept of strategic planning. So, you know, from a local government perspective, um, it's just as important to do strategic planning as it is at a business level. Yeah, and it really helps our entire organization stay focused. We have over 500 employees, and so for the next couple of years, it helps everyone stay on the same page and really helps us determine how we're going to allocate all of our resources. So, Mary, as a point of context, how is the strategic leadership plan different from the voter-ratified general plan? That's a great question. Several years ago, the community is asked, in fact, state law requires the community to adopt a general plan every 10 years. And that is really a part of this strategic planning that I just mentioned. It is a component and it is a way of reflecting the community's goals, their vision. In Oro Valley, in most communities, there's a very robust engagement process with our residents to get their feedback on what that is. And so, so we use that information. But as a 10-year plan, we can't do everything in one year. We can't do everything in even two years. And so the strategic planning process is a way of 
calling out what those priorities are. What can happen when? What should we do now versus what can we hold off for five years? So talk to me a little bit about how this guiding document is developed. Probably the most important thing that happens when putting this plan together is it requires a lot of conversation on the part of the council. And it's something that you can't do in a regular council meeting. Typically, pre-COVID, we would get together for a two-day retreat. And we did that this year. We did that in February. But it was via Zoom. It's a little different. It's a little tougher. It was still facilitated uh, by an external facilitator. But that conversation is really important because there's a lot to talk about. And having a regular agenda in front of you with action items that you have to take versus, hey, let's talk about what's important to our community. That's a conversation. And getting our council members to talk to each other and also to the leadership team you know, Chris joins me and our, all of our department directors and executive leadership team because the council doesn't build this strategic leadership plan in a vacuum. They really rely on the professionalism and the expertise of the incredible team that we have in Oro Valley, these subject matter experts who are guiding the implementation of the council's decisions. Yeah, and, and to that point... Uh- our staff does a lot of work on, on the front end. Um, we, we provide status updates on the current existing strategic leadership plan so that council knows exactly where we are as it relates to our current goals and objectives. So it sounds like this is a really critical partnership between management leadership staff and council staff is putting together some of that foundational information. Council for two days talks about their priorities. And I noticed that in the previous strategic leadership plan and the current one, there are seven focus areas. I'm going to run through those real quickly, and then I'm going to ask you a few questions. So those focus areas include economic vitality, culture and recreation, public safety, roads, water, and town assets, land use, effective and efficient government, and lastly, town finances. So, Mary, how and why were those particular focus areas uh, determined? Well, those focus areas were determined solely by the council. And so, in their conversations, they identified what they felt were the most important things that we needed to focus on for our community. So let's take a look at the current plan that we're, we're wrapping up right now. What are some examples of priorities in that current strategic leadership plan that have been accomplished over the past two years? And we'll start off with that first focus area of economic vitality. Obviously, having a strong economy is incredibly important to the community. It's not just important to Oro Valley. It's not just important to the resources that we receive. But frankly, Having a healthy economy means we have a healthy community. Businesses thrive, residents have places to go, and we have the resources that we need to deliver the kinds of services that our community has has come to enjoy. Quality police, great roads, great parks, you know, all of those things. And so that is really based on making sure that we have jobs in the area, that we have successful businesses. And over the past two years, the focus has been on attracting and growing and retaining primary employers. What are 
primary employers. Those are those ones like Roche Tissue Diagnostics, SecurePlane, and um, you know ones that help to to feed the economy. But they also they bleed into the rest of retail and and um, offices and that sort of thing. And so we have develop some strategies to hopefully attract new businesses. One of them is the council adopted a new incentive policy last year. That's new for Oro Valley. And, and, I, and I'm really excited about the possibilities that that brings in attracting new businesses. We also are supporting startup businesses through a new incubator. And then also under economic vitality, and this is important, the council adopted a new annexation strategy just last year, and that is going to be crucial to our future growth and economic diversity down the line. And so, Mary, when we look at the next two years with this new strategic leadership plan that was just adopted, what are a couple things in economic vitality that we can look forward to? I think one thing that I am really excited to see the council include in the plan is how we can leverage the great relationships that we've made with our local businesses through the OV Safe Steps over the past year during what has been a very challenging time, and how can we use that in order to continue to support our local businesses post-COVID. So taking a look at that next focus area, culture and recreation, Chris, tell us a, a few accomplishments from the past two years and then what we can look forward to with the new strategic leadership plan. Sure. I'd love to start with Narahana Park that we've slowly and, and have been developing that park. And if you look back what it used to be 10 years ago, which was essentially a gravel pit, we have taken leaps and bounds. And, and we just accomplished this last year, a new and exciting uh, playground for our community. And it has been one of the uh, most used assets uh, in the recent time uh, over at that park. And in addition to the fields, for those that aren't using the fields, so the little brothers and sisters can go hang out there. Uh, we also have been embarking on our parks master plan, and that has been a major effort throughout the entire community. And we've taken a, a look at really what our, our needs is, and we've done that assessment, taken a look at the inventory throughout our entire community. And that has really shaped and brought forward our, our draft plan that council will be here uh, considering in the next uh, couple months. And so, Chris, a fun question. What is your favorite part of the playground at Naranja? I just have to pick one. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I really enjoy the, the zip line. Uh, my three-year-old or soon-to-be three-year-old really loves to, to go down the slides, and she's not quite that adventurous at, at this point, but... Um, I, I will, in full honesty and disclosure, I, sometimes my wife uh, finds me playing on a lot of the amenities a little bit more than my, 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 lo my little girl. So. Well, and let's face it, we did just get identified as the best park in the Northwest. So Naranja Park. That's and, and right. Mm -hmm. Clearly because of all these amenities that you're talking about. Although I will acknowledge I haven't been down the zip line yet, but it's on my list. It's ready when you are, Mary. <laughs> so let's look at that third focus area, public safety. This is obviously something that Oro Valley does really well, uh, but it's part of our planning process. So again, let's take a look at our accomplishments from the past two years, and then what's up next for the police department? Absolutely. I think everyone would agree that public safety is, is a foundation, and over the past couple of years, specifically in the strategic leadership 
plan. The department has added a lot of great training. They have um, continued to expand their adoptive business program with new businesses. And of course, they have expanded the high visibility enforcement patrols, our hive patrols. That's really to ensure traffic is safe in the Oro Valley community. Thanks, Mary. And so looking down the road for the next two years, what can we look forward to in public safety? Well, the council's clearly identified the need to continue with the Hive program. So that has been extremely effective. Also, they've they've noted that it's really important to recruit diverse and qualified officers. We are only as good as the people who we bring on board, and especially in policing, that is crucial. And expanding the drug-free awareness education program to youth, especially post-pandemic, when a lot of our young people didn't have access to that or to our school resource officers to get that kind of information and, and education. Also, and I think this is really important, the council has set a goal to maintain and enhance the community's trust in the police department. In today's day and age, I think there is nothing more important than that. And so the goals specifically for the department in the next two years will be to expand and address mental health impacts, working with our regional partners, and then also completing the accreditation process that they've started, which will be just a a great benefit to this community as there are very few departments in the state that are accredited. And so if we take a look at the fourth focus area, which is roads, water, and town assets, I know that Oro Valley's roads are another point of pride for the community, and that didn't happen by accident. That's thoughtful planning and investment, being good stewards. So the strategic leadership plan obviously plays a big part in how we conduct business. Chris, did you want to share with us some of those highlights from the last two years and then what we're planning to do in the new strategic leadership plan? Absolutely. You don't have to drive very far to understand the importance of a road and its quality. And and that is something, as you mentioned, that we take a lot of pride here in our community. And, and we have certain standards of all of our roads. We have staff that go out every year and measure uh, the conditions of every road. And we incorporate that in a proactive approach to, to really invest in our roads because it doesn't matter if you're a retiree or a commuter. Roads are important. It's important to our business community. It's important to those that shop there. And we are very much a bedroom community. And a lot of folks in Oro Valley commute down into to Tucson or Pima County. And so having roads that, that are safe, reliable, and of high quality are certainly an important aspect of, of this community and our council and staff. Um, you know, other in- infrastructure, which I know is another sexy word, but, um, you know, you, you take a look at, at water. Water is so important, and we see that in the news all the time. And so that has always been a focus, especially with our, our current water utility director, Peter Abraham, on reducing our, our groundwater pumping. And, and that even dates to the, the prior director of that department and Mary Jacobs. And so that's important because we are in the desert. That is a critical resource. And having that infrastructure to deliver that, you've seen that in, in other communities where um, either it's a quality issue or they aren't able to deliver water. And that's something that um, is obviously the foundation to just life in general. So, Chris, what's on the docket for the next two years? Well, obviously, the continuation of our, our pavement preservation program for our roads. We also want to expand our, our beautification program. 
And then also, as Mary mentioned, really looking ahead at RTA Next and really engaging and participating in that effort. So focus area number five is a topic of great interest in our community, and that's land use. We have a very engaged population, and they care very much about how the town of Oro Valley is developing, and the strategic leadership plan plays a big role in what that looks like. So let's talk about some of those goals that have been accomplished in the the current plan, which is coming to an end, and then what we can look forward to with regard to land use in the next two years. This is one of those areas that we didn't get everything accomplished that we had hoped to accomplish because of the pandemic and we had to cut budgets this year. And so some of those outside resources that we had hoped to be able to use to assist us in code changes just didn't come to fruition. However, what we did accomplish was a few code changes, including signs in the public right-of-way, noise and odor abatement, and broadening of the economic expansion zone to all tech park zoned areas. And so that will help us to recruit primary employers by allowing for faster administrative approvals in those areas and kind of level the playing field beyond just the innovation park for quick turnaround when we get large primary employers that might want to come to Oro Valley. And then what will we be focusing on in the next two years? I just want to hit on a couple The first is that the community can expect to see a housing study, and this will help to determine the types of residential options that are truly needed to support our local economy. What do they look like? And so that is going to be be a, a major project. And also, last year, the town council received a piece of property, 109-acre piece of property right on Oracle Road. And so we need to do a master plan for that property. What does it look like? What are the things that we want to see, that the council wants to see, including maybe looking at future municipal uses? So that will get, that will be also another major work effort. You know, when looking at all levels of government, whether it's federal, state, or local, words like trust and transparency often come to mind. And focus area number six is a way that we are trying to build trust and transparency with our residents, and that area is effective and efficient government. Let's chat about what we've accomplished these past two years in the areas of effective and efficient government. Yeah, and I, I think this is an area that we really pride ourselves on. And I mentioned this back on the OV Safe Steps podcast. I hear from some of my neighbors even about how they appreciate how Aura Valley operates like a business. And as a result, we really have to strive to do better and be more efficient. And and we also have a very engaged community. And, and one of the biggest ways that we can communicate with our, our community is to is through social media. And we've really ramped up our efforts. We, we provide flash vote community surveys to get good information engaged. We have phenomenal engagement on there. We really created a, a robust strategy for the census 2020. And we're still proud to announce that we, we were second in, in, in terms of response rates in the entire state of Arizona uh, in comparison to all other cities and towns. And that's huge. And that's really reflective about how great our community is in terms of engaging. And frankly, Misty, it's also a great reflection on you and your team because most of that work, since we're doing shameless promotions here, I want to shamelessly promote the work that you and your team do 
for Oro Valley, particularly in this area. So really great job. On behalf of the team, thanks. You know, the uh, pandemic really challenged the way we do government and the way that we engage with residents. And that meant pivoting to a lot of online engagement videos. We launched a new website this year. And I'm really proud of our team. So shout out to Nick and Pia. And so going forward... And actually, as part of the history, is, is Mary Jacobs actually started our peak performance initiative here. And just this last year, we saved $64,000 in savings and efficiencies. And so continuing and building upon that program, getting our staff trained so that it becomes a, a continual part of everyone's daily routine and mindset uh, will certainly be a focus going forward. Um, as you all know, we are very much a, a people service industry uh, at the Town of Valley. And so it, it's crucial that we are able to attract and, and more so retain a lot of our phenomenal employees. And so, you know, there's challenges in terms of, of competition, compensation packages, and, and really staying and creating that, that culture here and continuing our, our phenomenal culture um, so that people want to stay and be a part of War Valley's team. Bringing this list of focus areas to a close, we have focus area number seven, which is town finances. All these programs and amenities and services sound great, but at the end of the day, they have to work within our budget. And it takes a, a team effort to make sure that we're operating efficiently and that we're good stewards of those taxpayer dollars. So, Mary, how did we do that the last two years? The council, rightly so, has an expectation that we as a staff are looking ahead to the financial sustainability of Oro Valley. And so we really spent some time on how we can address that. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, over this past year with with COVID, when we went into COVID last year, we, we were looking at cuts, budget cuts. Um, we were extremely conservative in our forecasting, and I think we were – a little concerned that this could be a blip in our financial stability. Fortunately, and through reasons many of us still cannot explain, we were we have performed better than our projections. And of course, we have also gotten some one-time dollars from the federal government that have helped us to make one-time investments and support our local businesses. But one thing that the council should rightly be proud of is recently they've provided direction on that long-term solution for managing the town's unfunded public safety pension system liability, which is almost $27 million. And so we will be including in the budget for next fiscal year a $10 million one-time investment and $17 million in pension obligation bonds to take care of that. And that is taking care of something that we owe as an, as an organization. This is something that it's a debt we have to pay one way or another and resolving that once and for all. So I, I, I think that is a, an incredible accomplishment. In the future, under this category, interestingly, is the implementation of the top priorities in the annexation strategy, because that is part of our financial strategy and part of our financial sustainability, and also conducting a build-out analysis. 
without annexation, we only have a certain number of residential lots, commercial areas that can be built. And once that happens, then we have to look at sustaining our revenues and what does that look like. And there are a lot of implications with that that we need to be prepared to address. For example, if we're not growing and the rest of the state is growing, we could eventually see a leveling off and potentially a reduction in our state shared revenues. Yeah, I don't think that people necessarily realize that if you're not growing, there are consequences in Arizona. And, and that's b- really based upon the state's way that they um, really establish that system for state shared revenues. And it, it's built on a growth um, model. And so, so that's part of the challenge is, is we try to really be uh, conscious of our growth and, and really have a focus and strategy. And that's obviously a big importance upon the general plan and the strategic plan. And so let's bring this conversation full circle. We, we began with those broad brainstorming conversations with council and, and talked about how we narrowed that down into specific focus areas and priorities. So at the end of the day, how do these priorities get incorporated into what staff does on a day-to-day basis? Probably the most important thing to start is how do we budget for them for the next year and then the following fiscal year. So we have to have the resources allocated to do that. And sometimes they're not just financial resources, direct, as in, you know, we we budget for a capital project or we budget for a specific study or something like that. But it's also staff workload. And how do we include those? And that's in performance plans every year. And so the department directors will take each one of these objectives that are assigned in their department and make sure that we have an objective leader assigned to each one. That's the person who will be responsible for keeping this objective first and foremost in their work plans. They're included in performance plans, individual performance plans of employees. And uh, I certainly include them in the the performance plans of my directors, as Chris does in his. And then we monitor it. We review it every year. We we give the council updates in terms of where we are. They need to know that we are achieving what it is that they told us that they wanted us to achieve. Well, Mary and Chris, I want to thank you both for your time today. The strategic leadership plan is a really important guiding document for our organization. and It's important that residents understand how we take council's vision and and operationalize that in a day-to-day basis. So if you would like to learn more about your community's goals for the next two years, uh, please visit us at orovalleyaz.gov. You can type strategic leadership plan in the search bar and take a look at that. And I look forward to having Mary back on the other side of the microphone next time. Thank you. Great. Thank you again. Thanks, Misty. Great to be on this side for a change.